You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. You're listening to the Pull Box Podcast. The International Graphic Novel Book Club. Here are your hosts, Curtis Finley and Michael Cohen. Welcome back to another episode of the Pullbox Podcast. My name is Curtis and I'm your host. And Mike is away for another month. Um, and then he'll be joining us again uh, for November. But in the meantime, I have another co-host with me today, Jamie Fong. Welcome to the show, Jamie. Thank you, Curtis. And uh, Jamie and I have an interesting <laughs> origin story here. We met because we both had cover song, no, yeah, cover song blogs yeah. at the time, and mine was um, featured Disney cover songs. Yeah, and yours kind of all-purpose general cover songs. It wasn't even the focus, but that's kind of what it gravitated towards. <laughs> and well, and then. Um, but you were no stranger to Disney cover songs, either, oh, yeah. which is why I got to know you, because we then just started exchanging cover songs, and you posted on my blog a couple yeah. times, and that kind of thing, and, and uh, then I found out you're in Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and and also a big graphic novel fan, so it kind of it kind of made sense to have, when I was looking for someone to fill in for Mike, to bring you along and, and, and say, well, you want to talk about comics with me? Which is something that we've sort of done online a little bit over Facebook, but not in great detail. Yeah, mostly a lot of comments here and there. Yeah, so I think this will be a, an interesting uh, conversation for us. Yeah. Um, we have three books that we're going to be talking about in over the course of the month. Um, you'll, if you tune in next week, you'll hear, you, you'll hear us talk about Private Eye by Brian K. Vaughn from Image Comics, and then the week after that we'll talk ab- about um, Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat, from Marvel Comics, and and this in this episode we're going to discuss This One Summer by Mariko Tamaki and Jillian Tamaki, uh, and this is a book from First Second, which if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know it's one of my favorite graphic novel publishers. Mine too. <laughs> yeah, they, they do just some great stuff. Oh, my favorite, yeah. Um, well, I... I'll tell you a little bit about this book. It's sort of a it's a it's it's sort of a coming of age book, um, and I say sort of because usually coming of age books have to do with sex, but this one doesn't. Um, I mean, not really uh, right. a little bit of it, but it's um, not. It doesn't really affect the the main character like a lot of coming of age stories do. The story features Rose, who is, I don't know, how, is, how old is she, 13 years old? I was guessing 12, 13, something yep. like that. And um, she, every summer, her family goes on a vacation to a small town where they have a cabin, and they spend the whole summer there. And every summer, she meets up with another girl who, um, I think, lives there, right? It's not that she vacations there as well. I got the sense that she was also kind of once a year. Okay. I, I, I don't know the, for sure, though. I in don't a, remember. In any case, <laughs> they, uh, they meet up. The, the other girl's name is Wendy, and they have a, a great friendship together, and they see each other all, um, every summer, and they spend the whole summer together, and then they have to say goodbye until the next year. So it's, uh, 
And that it's in and of itself is an interesting relationship because so much happens in the course of a year that you're not even sure that the person is going to be the same person you yeah. remember the following year, which is a little bit about what how this what happens in this book as well. Um, they're at this formative time in their lives where they um, a lot of stuff is happening to them, um, to you know, school life, their bodies, their their parents. Um, one of the, the things in here is Rose's parents are having a few issues. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, they meet up and they do have some conflict because they aren't the same people that they were last year. And they're just trying to figure out how to how to be friends, right? Yeah, and there's also um, kind of some friction there as well or um, that Wendy is also like a year and a half younger oh. as well. So there's a slightly yeah. uh, di- diverging path a yeah, bit. Yeah, she's not maturing quite as quickly as Rose is. And you can tell in like the comments that she makes yeah. and the way she thinks, for sure. Um, yeah, so the uh, the book starts when the family pulls up, when Rose's family pulls up to their cabin, and the book ends when uh, when they leave. So we are really just talking about this one summer, which is yeah. the title of the book, very <laughs> appropriately named. Um, and then through the course of the book, we are introduced to a bunch of secondary characters that we really only learn about through the eyes of Rose, um, including a, uh, a guy that works at the corner store who they rent videos from. Yeah. And um, he, we find out that he has kind of gotten his girlfriend pregnant and it scared him. So he's not talking about it with her or, or with anybody really. Like he's trying to run away from that problem. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, the girl is trying to get a hold of him and people are giving her a hard time, you know, labeling her uh, easy and that kind of thing. And, um, and Rose is trying to figure out who the bad guy is in this situation right. or who, um, just trying to figure out the, the situation in general, because she has never really experienced anything like this. Yeah. And she also seems to have like a, a crush on the, the, right. The guy as well, and he's like he's probably like eighteen or something. Yeah. He's a teen, so he's or an older teen, um, and um, yeah, <laughs> that kind of yeah. plays into her perception of how the events are playing out as well. Right. Yeah, and you can see her at the at the beginning. She she likes this guy. He's kind of he's he's cool <laughs> and he's laid back or whatever. He doesn't care about the world or whatever, and. And, and and then yes, her perception of him kind of changes as she gets to know the situation a little bit more. Um, and then there's the yeah you know, I mentioned this before the story of of um, Rose's mom and dad who are having some marital problems. Right. And I think that is that's one of the more important storylines um, because it. We find out at the very end. This is a spoiler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we find out at the very end is because um, her, the mom had a miscarriage, and she found out that she had a miscarriage while she, it was one. It was, I guess, a summer ago. Yeah. Um, and she hasn't really dealt with that. Yeah. Or hasn't figured out a way to deal with that since it happened. Um, and her solution has been to to kind of withdraw from the world, from her family, and coming back to this place where she first found out is just devastating for her. Yeah, so we have the two parallel stories mm-hmm. that deal with babies being born or not being born. 
That's true, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so, she, so, yeah, we get to see Rose processing this from different perspectives. So, yeah, um, what are your general feelings about this book? Oh, I thought it was it, w- it was great. It was uh, really um, emotional, well-written, and, and well-paced. Um, it's Reading it is, is very unlike pretty much any other... Uh, like obviously not a superhero comic, have <laughs> more slice of life, more realism, um, and it was kind of very uh, refreshing to read that in uh, children's literature. Literature, um, like I guess it's kind of, I don't know if it's labeled as a team book, um, but um, it's kind of right for this kind of. It's it, it's it can be read by people right in that kind of. The, the same age as, as Rose, although I don't, yeah, it doesn't really explicitly say who, how old she is, but um, kind of right at that 12, 13 age, depending on yeah, the they kid. Are, <laughs> there's a lot of discussion about, like, puberty-related kind of things yeah. here, and so I, it's it's interesting, though, as well, because while, I mean, I, my kids aren't that old. My, my oldest is seven, mm-hmm. and so I, I'm trying to imagine saying to him, that this would be an okay book to read because I wouldn't let him read it now. Yeah. Because there's too many mature themes that he's not ready to tackle. Yeah. But when they're 13, do I let do I let <laughs> read it then? I mean, yeah. Probably fine. There are there are inappro- a few inappropriate words or phrases that get thrown around that I wouldn't want them to repeat. But that's yeah. Reading it is one thing. Um, I I yeah I think it's this book. I think believe that this book has been you know, quote-unquote banned from certain high Yeah, schools. or challenged it's, in, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it has library schools. status um, because of the themes that it talks about. Or not library schools, sorry, school libraries. School libraries, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's a... Um, but it's an important story to tell. I think it, it um, for just the, the teen pregnancy side of things and also the miscarriage side of things, like there's... And, um, and even Rose, how she deals with with her her parents uh, and the way that they're acting, right, and also her relationship with Wendy and how it all of that impacts their relationship together. Like they're all, it, it it's so well crafted, yeah, that um, that all of the lessons intertwine, and it just it comes to a good conclusion. <laughs> yeah, and reading it like you can't help but re- think about your own childhood and. And relationships you've had, like, and a lot of these things happen over the summer when you're out of school and you're kind of um, just hanging out all, all the time with yeah. your friends and things. But then you do at some point uh, start to diverge, like, where because you're you might be friends or thrown together because of circumstance or because you're in the same class or whatever. Yeah. Um, but then at some point, as you age and your personality start to form, you you realize you're like maybe not. Your friends, not for any reason other than history or, I don't, I don't know, you know, it's not mm-hmm. like um, like common interests or anything that's bringing you together necessarily. Well, I think is once you, especially once you hit high school and you start getting to choose the classes that you're going into, yeah. your own interests and personalities come out and then you meet other people with like, like-minded interests. Yeah. Because when you're in elementary school, your interests are like, you know, Pokemon and whatever, <laughs> and you, yeah. you share that from a fairly immature level um, because that's just what you're surrounded with. 
and you get a completely different perspective when you enter high school. Yeah, so we can totally see um, Rose finding out what she wants to do. And I think, is she the one who who um, instigates renting horror movies? Or is that um, I think Wendy starts that, but I feel like she's the one who starts to kind of pull back from that. Um, like Wendy, where she, Wendy starts to like her her grandma knows she's getting nightmares and things. Right. Whereas, uh, I th- yeah, I, I feel in, in for both of them, it's like this thing where you're trying to pretend to be more mature or see you're kind of testing the limits of what you can handle at, at yeah. that age. Yeah. And I mean, also, I also think back to. My like elementary days when we're re- renting, well, we were renting like VHS movies and things, yeah. but seeing uh, horror, various horror movies for the first time. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, uh, yeah, one of the things with this book that also um, I found interesting was that the um, a lot of it is them kind of interacting and forming uh, or developing without without a ton of parents. Yeah, around or, or over looking looking over their shoulder too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wendy is uh, is definitely a free spirit. <laughs> Come and yeah. go as she pleases. She has an aunt that she lives with. I thought that was her mom. Was her mom? Yeah. Whoever it was wasn't isn't terribly involved. But she, <laughs> yeah. she has a job. I guess he goes to every day or something like that. Yeah. So uh, Wendy is growing up a lot by herself and influenced by her environment. And then, yeah, Rose, because her parents are having issues. There's at one point in in the story where it's so bad that the dad leaves. Yeah, and goes back to the big city or wherever they're from. Yeah, and, and just has to take a break. And then the mom hides in her room and doesn't come out for a couple of days or something like that. Yeah. Um, so Rose really is left up to her own devices while she's experiencing... We're just watching from afar the these small town teens getting into trouble. <laughs> right. Um, have you read other stuff by these two, Mariko and Julian? Uh, yeah, I try to read everything they do. Yeah. <laughs> um, Skim, you've read I've that read one. Skim. Yeah. yeah, that was a that was a good story too. Very similar in the sense that it deals with a teen girl in a coming of age kind of story. Yeah, well. different focus, but. Uh, yeah, very good. In fact, um, we haven't really talked about the artwork, but um, and I don't know which is one of them. The I think Jillian is the art main, or she is the artist. Yeah, she's the artist. Okay, because she, um, her work between Skim and this one has really matured and developed. Mm, yeah, um, I found that like the Skim was still great. Yeah, but um, there were parts of it with her layouts and that kind of stuff that showed a little. Like I, I didn't follow it as well as right. I could have, but um, but this one's really good. Yeah, this one's fantastic. Uh, definitely stepped up and and done some good stuff. And um, what's the recent one that they've done? Another school. Did story. you read uh, Super Mutant that's, Magic that's Academy? That's one. I think that might have just been one. Like uh, that might just be Jillian. Yeah, uh, I haven't read I that think. one. Did you oh. read that one? Yes, it's, yeah. it's great. <laughs> that one is. I think it was started as like a web comic. Oh yeah. So it's it's a lot more episodic, but uh all collected into uh one big volume. It's uh Yeah, it's kind of like a Harry Potter sort of 
story, except very not interested in the <laughs> like.、Uh, it's more about school and relationships、okay. and yeah. Now you said it's just by one of them.、Do、I believe feel, so. Do you feel the difference between just one of them versus a work by two of them? Um, Are they sisters? They're cousins. They're cousins. Okay. Yeah.、Um, I feel. Yeah.、Um, yeah. It's hard to say. Because、um, I've only read the, the, the like just a couple, and、um, I think Super Mutant Magic Academy was more.、Uh, yeah. There's more kind of gags,、um, right. but at the same time,、movie. it is like it, it does deal with.、Uh, Dramatic and emotional situations, so I, I, don't, I don't know. They're, like they are different, but I, I would be hard. It'd be hard for me to pinpoint what exactly、um, one brings to the <laughs>、uh, the other.、Yeah. Um, um, I really liked、um, their choice in color、mm, because、yeah. everything. It's not. It's a black and white comic, but all of the lines are purple, like a dark、yeah. purple, and the shades are.、Um, Are lighter shades of purple, and it's um, it's a very, it gives it a very specific tone,、mm. a very、yeah. kind of a calming tone, rather than being stark black and white. Yeah. Um, which you mentioned you you enjoyed the pacing of this. It has a yeah. There's lots of like silent moments or moments without、um, a ton of words. One thing that one air, part that jumps to mind there is like, um. It almost—I think it's just like times,、yeah. uh, where it's like 10 a.m. and then it's like morning. But it kind of goes through an entire day over the course of、uh, six, seven pages,、mm-hmm. and it's just like these little snapshots of things that are happening that day. Yeah.、Um, and yeah, you just kind of like breathe <laughs> and kind of meditate as you're like going through all these panels. Yeah,、uh, it has a very,、um, a very kind of laid-back pace. Yeah. yeah. It allows you to,、uh, yeah, to wander through, and I think that's. That goes with just kind of this sleepy little town, yeah, where not a whole lot happens. Although it sounds like a lot happens, <laughs> what we're talking <laughs>、yeah. about. That passage that you were talking about is really great. I I totally like it too. And I'll see if I can flip to it in the book. I don't remember where it is exactly. It's right at the beginning, and I really like this because it starts off with、um, a page, a double page spread of her in her bed reading a magazine with a time. Then you flip it over, and it gives one image. Per page, so it splits it in half, basically,、mm-hmm. and then you flip the page again, and now there's two page, two panels per page, and then the one next one is there's five panels per page, and the next one there's like ten panels per、oh. page, and then there's like fifteen panels per page, and it just it breaks、oh, down、yeah. so that、um, the increments and the increments of time get smaller and smaller in every panel、right. as well.、Um, it's just a really neat way to to show the day. It starts off. Slow and lazy, and as the day goes on, it gets more. There are more and more things happen. It gets busier and busier.、Um, so the panels get smaller, and the、right. increments get get smaller. Okay, I didn't even consciously register that, but I I did enjoy that. Yeah, <laughs> going along.、Exactly. Those are the kind of little tricks that、um, you see that kind of stuff in their work a lot, and、mm-hmm. it's, it's that kind of attention to pacing that make these、uh, these girls really good at what they do. Yeah. And I, I because that came so early, it really gave you the sense of like this is like what their days are、they're、like、yeah. long. I, I think of Calvin and Hobbes like the days are just packed; they're just doing stuff all the day long. And it gives us a sense of、carefree. what kind of stuff <laughs> they do 
every other summer. Yeah. So this is the yeah. Those few pages are ordinary. That's ordinary island life or wherever this is life. Yeah. For them, um, and then it gets into the meat of the story when things actually are different this time around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I read an article just the other day that said that I believe it's Jillian Tamaki who's going to be an artist for the new Hulk series oh. for Marvel. Wow. Yeah. No, I don't think I knew about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I think, like, what a huge opportunity to um, to go from, you know, small time, albeit award-winning small time. Oh, yeah, huge to, uh, awards, too. To working for Marvel, like the, one of the number one comic publishers. And the interesting thing about that is it's the, it, the series is the Hulk, but it actually stars She-Hulk. Okay. But they're not calling it a She-Hulk comic. It's just a Hulk comic. All right. So, yeah, and because, um, you know, She-Hulk was created in this era where, you know, they had to make girl versions of these characters. And so that's kind of all She-Hulk is, is the girl version of Hulk. But by taking away the the she pronoun and just making her a Hulk character, it's like, that's, I think that's something that uh, these, these two women would go with <laughs> yeah and they'll bring an interesting take to to yeah. those stories yeah yeah it's uh, it's just Jillian I don't know who's writing it um but uh, yeah I, that's I cool that <laughs> yeah definitely yeah. I like the Mar- Marvel likes to take some risks with some of their stuff and let let things uh fly and then with other properties they're very very guarded but <laughs> um yeah i like to to see what they're up to yeah kind of uh along those same lines li- like because i know gene yang is doing some sort of yeah well, he's, he's doing superman, superman. <laughs> yeah. yeah he created a chinese superman yeah uh, he's another guy that but another uh, guy who started kind of like indie comics and stuff. winning huge awards yeah. and um and then getting folded into mainstream <laughs> i don't know how i feel about that because i'd rather them yeah, and they won't stop doing yeah. their own, their own, um, their own work. But um, yeah, it's nice to see their influence being sought after by the big names mm-hmm. and and letting them do their thing. Yeah, I haven't read the that new Superman yet. Neither have I. <laughs> so I should check that out though. Yeah, it would be really good. Awesome. Um, do you have any final comments about this? Anything else you want to bring up? Um, just, I guess, what? yeah, another thing that struck me as I was reading it was um, because, like, th- there is some, some swearing and these mature themes, and even, I guess, as an o- adult and maybe partially as a librarian, you're kind of seeing it through these eyes where you're, you're not personally offended, but you're kind of, like, thinking of, like, oh, how am I... <laughs> how might people react to this or yeah. w- would I recommend this to a right. uh, certain age of kids or yeah. like um, and I think what's interesting about the book as well through, uh, is that um, they uh, Rose and Wendy are constantly in the situation where there's the adults or the teens they're kind of like inter- interrupting their conversations or like hearing them in the background and then the parents or whatever will turn it like oh they're listening or whatever, yeah. and and they'll tr- they'll either like uh, stop talking or like try to fluff over whatever they were arguing about or something right. like that. Right. And the te- but the teens are kind of the opposites, where they'll actually like, oh, they're listening, mm-hmm. and then they'll, but then they'll kind of like, uh, kind of push it uh, where they're, um, 
they'll, they'll, they'll like amp up their swearing or or whatever they were talking yeah, about. Um, value. Yeah, um, but it's, and then I don't know. They're, they're so great with their drawing um, and showing these these like kind of reactions, these kind of very subtle mm-hmm. um, like silences or. Um, You're right. There's the subtleties in their expressions yeah. are really really great. They um, yeah they they definitely know. And it's not just the it's the body language. It's not just the facial expressions, mm-hmm. um, but they they have a really good grasp on the, the human form in various different ways and how to how to tell their story through it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, loved it. It's great. Awesome. Well, join us uh, in the next episode where we'll talk about Private Eye by Brian K. Vaughan and Marcos Martin. Uh, and then the following week we'll be talking about um, Hellcat from Marvel Comics and um, if you are going to do some reading with us for next episode or next month I mean um, my pick is going to be uh, Demon by Jason Shiga story about a guy that tries to kill himself and does kill himself (laughs) except he wakes up the next morning which ends up being the morning of the day he's decided to kill himself Okay. And it just goes so then some he groundhog day again. <laughs> and he wakes up the same day. So it just goes over and over and over again. So we'll see if he actually succeeds in killing himself. All right. And then um, Mike is going to pick a book called uh, Kaiju Max by Xander Cannon. I he just threw that name at me yesterday <laughs> and I have no idea what this book is about, so go Google that if you're interested. And then a reader poll is going to be Tetris by Box Brown a History of of the video game Tetris. Uh, so I think next month should be some good conversations. Thank you for joining us this week, Jamie, and we'll see you in the next episode. Awesome. Um, I always end my episodes with keep reading comics. So that's going to be your line here this time. Okay. okay? So here we go. Uh, see you next time. Keep reading comics. <laughs>